Well, the virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, it's Saturday, uh, 1 October in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, as we've told you, we're live. We're on the road. We'll be on the road most of the time between now and uh, 8 November in this very historic year. It's the first day of the historic fourth quarter in the historic year of 2022. And we're now within, what, I don't know, five, five and a half weeks of this historic midterm election. So we're going to go to Ben Burkwam, uh in Michigan when we get him up. Jack Posobiec's on the campaign trail in Pennsylvania. We've got stuff going on all day. Peter Navarro is going to be with us. Dave Walsh, an update on this, uh, the, the rebuild, particularly the electrical grid to get power up in the state of Florida. But I want to start with Karen Siegman. She's the head of American, American Freedom Alliance. They're putting on a conference today on really nationalism versus globalism, the, the globalization process, World Economic Forum. It's quote, who are our puppet masters or who are the puppet masters? Karen, uh, walk us through what is American Freedom Alliance? What is the, uh, what's your purpose? What are you guys organized to do? And tell us about these conferences and specifically some of the speakers today and how can people, we know you're sold out, but how can people get access to your content? Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, the American Freedom Alliance was put together, was founded in order to preserve Western civilization. I mean, it sounds kind of hysterical or it did when I first, you know, encountered all of this seemed a little bit nuts, except there is no doubt, as we see day after day after day, that Western civilization is under attack, including our Judeo-Christian values upon which we're founded, um, all the basic, the fundamental tenets on which everything that we know and love and appreciate is born, all those tenets that lead to um, independence and freedom and self-expression and, and that are the path to prosperity for individuals and for nations. We know that Judeo-Christian values have contributed, and Western civilization have contributed to the greatest, the greatest freedoms ever, and they are absolutely under attack. One of those, of course, is um, is all the policies and fundamental principles on which this incredibly marvelous country of ours was founded, and those are the very tenets that are under attack, specifically because they do bring the greatest good. And they are the biggest bulwark against globalist tyrannical takeover or um, totalitarianism, totalitarianism and totalitarian overreach. Nationalism is the bulwark against that. And the United States traditionally has been the strongest force standing against that. We had a marvelous president a couple of years ago who was the greatest wrench in the works of, of those particular plans. Now we're right back on track. Um, with our leadership at every level, 
caving. Hang on, hang on. Let let me, let me, hang on a second. Let me ask you something. You you talk about Western civilization, our Judeo-Christian values, the underlying tenets. You know, we're trying to get, you know, Joe Kent is under attack in, in, in Washington. He's a populist nationalist under attack. And, uh, they're saying that he, I don't know, gave a walking interview or some interview with some guy that's a Nazi sympathizer. So Joe Kent's a, a white nationalist. You see this mm-hmm. all over. Even you, you've been attacked. You've been attacked. Yeah. You mentioned George Soros. All of a sudden, you're anti-Semitic. That you use the word globalist. In you know who are the puppet masters? Uh, of which, by the yeah. way, I, I'm not a believer in that. I, I know some people are. Today, part of my yeah. talk will be to kind of counter that. About I think a more. I'm not saying sophisticated, but I think a more relevant about the powers that that drive this. But Absolutely. that's what that's what debate's about. But why are yes. you attacked when you talk about Judeo-Christian values? When you talk about Western civilization, when you talk about Athens, Jerusalem, Rome, the foundational mm-hmm. elements of our civilization and our culture, in in the in the Joe Cancer world, why are you immediately ta- uh, attacked as xenophobic, nativist, uh, anti-Semitic, uh, just the worst people on earth, Karen Siegman? Yeah, we are considered the worst people on earth. In fact, I lost my teaching job at a French school, French school, not even a public school, but a French school for praising Western civilization. Um, you know, part of the narrative, of course, is that anything out of Europe is is racist. Anything that um, anything built on the the best thinking by some of the greatest men, and yes, I say men in particular. Um, has to be destroyed. Why? Because they really are the building blocks, the pillars of what does give people strength and prosperity. If if it's your preference to have a global, one global government, ev- everything on, in, in the hands of an elite, whatever you want to call them, puppet masters, a global elite, not necessarily the same thing. I understand that then what gets in your way are people who are skeptic, who are um, skeptical, who are independent thinkers, who value all that is good in the individual, who value the human, who value beauty, who value, again, Judeo-Christian values, because they are what give people the, fundamentally the greatest no, freedom. No, if you're against freedom, you're going to try Hang on, I want... I- I want to talk about your founder and who you, you, you were so, um, you picked up, uh, the guide on after his un, untimely death. Talk about your founder who I knew used to have on Breitbart radio. Talk about your founder who was Jewish. Would he, if he was here today and you were his co-head, would, would he say that, uh, your group and what you stand for and these speakers are anti-Semitic or, or, or nativist or xenophobic? Tell us about the founder. Of course not. Avi Davis was a very, just a remarkable man, um, a, a devout Jew. Um, he had a home in Israel. He never had any, he, he observed the Sabbath. He never had conferences on Saturdays. Um, we, we normally don't either out of respect for him and for our Jewish friends. Today we are because we wanted to do a two-day thing. Otherwise, we, we don't again, in honor of Avi. Avi loved everything to do with freedom. Every He was particularly deeply entrenched in Judaic history and culture. Um, he, would he be called um, an anti-Semite? He may well be, just as Larry Elder is called the black face of white supremacy. It's all, it's all nonsense. It's a way of slandering. We're still the same organization. In fact, we're bigger. We take 
the loss of freedoms even more strongly because the threats are greater now than they even had been then. So to call someone like me, like Avi, like many of us anti-Semites, it, it's hard to imagine how it could be further from the truth. My father grew up in Hitler's Germany. This is one reason I do what I do because you, people who value freedom and who have seen it taken away are particularly attuned the baby steps that occur before it gets too late, before totalitarianism has too great a, um, a, a boot on one's neck. So we try to warn, Avi tried to warn. We are specifically trying to not have more holocausts, more totalitarian um, overreach happen. That's exactly what we are trying to do. And the irony of people calling us whatever they call us, anti-freedom, we're a hate group, we're anti-Semitic, absolutely preposterous. If when, when people come to our events, the amount of love in the room, I mean, it's weird and, and I know it sounds kind of funny and touchy-feely, the fact of the matter is you go into a room of an American Freedom Alliance conference and you feel love and you feel deep concern and you feel passion for freedom and love of one another. You feel community. You feel each one of us um, so, so passionate about not having all that is great that we are being taken away from us. That is the exact opposite of what they accuse us of being. We are the opposite of hate group. Anybody who comes after us, they're the hate group. And I would venture to say they're the anti-Semites. And by the way, Berkeley, right, the hotbed of leftism, is declaring themselves to be a, a, essentially a Jew-free zone. They won't allow any pro-Israel, pro-Jewish yeah. no. speakers on their campus. Who's calling Berkeley? I think it. I, th yeah, I, th I think it's seven. <laughs> I think it's seven or eight law school, different law school groups are trying yes. to keep all uh, supporters of Israel. Off campus, Karen. Hang on for a second. Uh, we want to. Get, we got a lot going on. Joe Kent's going to try to join us if I can talk to my producer. And Joe Kent wants to join us in the next segment to actually push back on this. Uh, on the, uh, I think the K file story on CNN that's up about him. Uh, another slander on uh, from CNN on Joe Kent, uh, and that's because Joe Kent's winning. Let's go to Ben Burkwam, and we're going to try to get up Pasovic also. Ben Burkwam is at Michigan at the Trump rally. We had Tudor Dixon on yesterday. Ben. Uh, put us in the room there, brother. What's happening in Michigan? Hey, Steve. Uh, as we mentioned, this is really the crossroads of all of the bad ideas for Democrat policies in America. If you look back from 1975, the refugee resettlement program, which was basically uh, magnified under Obama, we have the Islamization, and you just heard Karen talking about that, what's going on in schools like Berkeley, uh, the anti-Semitism, a lot of that's coming out of, unfortunately, states like like Michigan. It also was the, 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 uh, the one of the worst when it came to lockdowns and when it came to the election in 2020. I've got some amazing ladies here that want to talk about those issues. In particular, they want to thank you. So I've got a precinct captain, delegate, delegate, and a captain here. So ladies, tell me, Beth, tell me, what got you into it? Oh, I, well, I watch Steve Bannon, War Room Posse, every single day and Saturday and in the evening. And I saw Dan Schultz interviewed. And all of my volunteering, I realized, was going awry and found and learned about precinct uh, delegate. So I went for that to make a difference. And, and Kate? 
this is Kim. Kim, and yeah, here. And so, same thing. Um, I saw Dan Schultz uh, February, I believe, of last year, and God led me to learn what a precinct delegate is. And so, I'm the captain for Kalamazoo County and recruited um, over a hundred people. We have 156 uh, delegates in our county. So uh, CNN hates her. I'm just telling you because. They- all right, Kate, uh, Kim, hang on one second. And Kate, talk to me. Okay. Yeah. So um, I I'm here because I we got a we got a fire policy save America echoing CPAC from earlier this summer, uh, and uh, inflation is a big issue for me. My husband and I are looking to move, but when the when they keep rising the interest rates and the housing prices, it's going to make it really challenging for us to buy a house and sell our current home. Um, but fingers crossed it can happen next year if we get the right people in charge of Congress and the Senate. And and, and one one more thing, uh, Steve, hey, real hey, quick. Hey, ben, Speaking hey, of ben, immigration ben, ben, and the border. Hang on for a second. Hey, Ben, yep. hang on. Yep, go ahead. Ben, yep. hang on. Just go back, go back to the precincts co- committee people uh, before we go to break. I want to know how enjoining has changed their lives and how had they changed their community's lives? So how has joining uh, the precinct strategy changed your life and how has it changed your community's life but to both of you? Um, well, I have met the most incredible people and realized I'm not alone, that there's there are a lot of us out there. And um, just getting out and talking to my neighbors and others in my precinct and finding out that, you know, there a lot of them aren't saying anything, but once they realize that there's a group, they they're empowered. So for myself, um, like I said, I was recruiting. I've trained over 100 people. We hold, or I hold a monthly meeting now. We are door knockers. Um, I'm the captain for Christina Caramo and Matt DiPerno for our county. So uh, just getting with like-minded people that are all America first um, and changing our county and our executive committee. And Stephen, we have time. You have to hear the border story. So, but it's amazing. I mean, you're seeing this all over the country. Huge impact from the war room posse. Ben, hang on for one second. We're going to take a short commercial break. I want to come exactly back to that crowd in Michigan. This is the, uh, this is how we're going to have a surge, a massive surge and take your country back village by village, precinct by precinct. The mainstream media hates it. MSNBC last night said that this is the single biggest, I think, uh, change in American politics and they're not happy about it. Why they're not happy about patriots actually getting engaged. Okay, the American Freedom Alliances, uh, who are the puppet masters, an entire conference about the World Economic Forum and globalization. Uh, we're here today. Karen Siegman is the uh, head of it. We're going to come back. Pasovic, uh, Ben Burkwam, Karen Siegman, all next in the war room. You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898. 
and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, welcome back. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Uh, if you want to get the classic Pella, $19.88, you can't get it in Walmart today. You can't get it in any big box. You really can't get it at retail, I don't think, anymore. But you can get it at MyPillow.com in promo code WARROOM. we got the square with all the best deals. Just go check it out today. The armor-piercing shell that is Mike Lindell. And I'm actually going to be touring, I think, with Mike Lindell uh, starting uh, next week. We'll give more details as uh, we spread our sunshine throughout the country. Uh, I want to go back to uh, Karen Siegmund. Karen, because I know you're busy, you're going to join us in the next hour. Just real quickly, give us a couple of the names and topics you'll be covering today on day one of the conference. Uh, We have Dr. Michael Rechtenwald, former professor from NYU. He's just finished a book on the Great Reset. He's going to be kicking it off, giving people an overview of it, giving us context for the conference. Obviously, all of we're calling it the Puppet Masters. I agree with you. There's there's um, some question is to that, and that's absolutely fair and legitimate. Um, but the Great Reset is is a plan, and people do talk about it, and, and it is an intention whether or not it's in place. Dr. James Lindsay is going to go a little bit deeper. He's going to throw in um, some um, uh, three steps how to, of how they're transforming the world, various of the plans from the World Economic Forum and the United Nations. Patrick Wood, expert on technocracy, talking about genetic takeover. Mike O'Fallon talking about various of the puppet masters he's bringing in China. Kevin Freeman, your friend, economic war room, um, um, according to plan financial warfare on America, followed by Alex Newman. If we're able to get him, he's in Florida, um, about the globalist end game, which of course takes us right into technocracy. Then we have a video from Thierry Baudet, um, who wrote a book, he's a Dutch um, parliamentarian. He wrote a book, The COVID Conspiracy, which you are aware, and then we're coming to you. You're closing out our the first day of the conference, and we are. it's, it's going to be a jam-packed day, a lot of overview, a lot of detail, and then tomorrow we're going to get into some of the sectors that are involved specifically and other of them. Um, it's going to be a two-day, amazing, powerful, informative, and we expect emboldening event for people. We want them to come and learn, but also to be able to have information to take away because the goal is to make a difference and to help us learn how to stop these things from happening. Whether or not they're puppet masters, there's still people with bad intent. And so we, we'll, we want to show we'll people that, up. We'll have that, we'll have that, we'll have that vigorous today, debate today. Karen, uh, real quickly, how do people uh, get to your site to follow you throughout the day on social media? Um, AmericanFreedomAlliance.org, and we'll we'll be on Rumble. We're not we're not live streaming, but follow us um, at AmericanFreedomAlliance.org on Twitter, um, AF Alliance, and you know various other of these sites. But but find us, find our website, and find the things that we do because 
these are the hottest topics, the most important topics, and we it's the time to just sit by is long over. So yeah, um, that's kind of a murder's row of speakers too. So th- thank you very amazing. much. Let's go to let's go out to thank Pennsylvania. You. We have Jack Basobic in the field. Jack Basobic joins us by phone. Jack, you're out. I guess, I guess Mastriano Oz, who wherever else. What are you doing today in Pennsylvania, sir? Steve, it's a rainy day here in the Keystone State, but I've said it in 2020. I'm going to say it again. Pennsylvania is the Keystone, and I'm here with hundreds. I had to walk out just so I could get some signal to get out to you guys. We're trying to send a video to the producers there if Denver can, can get it up of just the hundreds of people. Steve, we're in the Philadelphia suburbs, and I'm a little confused because CNN told me that Josh Shapiro had these suburbs on lock. They said Mastriano should never go to the suburbs. They said it would be a waste of time. It would be terrible. There's hundreds of people here. They all recognize me. They all recognize Doug. They're all War Room fans, and they're saying, we want Senator Mastriano to be the next governor of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Steve, there is, and Athen Kutsramas had a piece up at Real Clear Politics this week that talked about data in the suburbs that people are not reporting. The Washington Post is not reporting. Other pollsters out there not reporting this. There is an absolute movement here. Steve, it's 10 o'clock on a rainy Saturday morning, and I got hundreds of people in a fire hall here uh, out in the middle of Phoenixville to see Senator Mastriano. This I've never seen anything like this. We've talked about, by the way, and I think this enthusiasm and, and surge is coming because of these issues, the economy, but there's also cultural issues in the Commonwealth. They're trying to make this about abortion. But, uh, uh, Jack, you have a very different perspective on actually what's firing up people right now. What is that, sir? Well, look, when, I, when it comes down to it, the pieces that the post-millennial has been putting out about the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and their collusion, they have entered into a collusion with their gender for children clinic, their gender clinic, where they're working hand in glove, right, surgical glove, with Secretary Rachel Levine. This is the plan. They're moving this forward across the Commonwealth and right here, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, for folks who don't know Pennsylvania, I'm, I'm from this area, that's like, that's like beloved, that's sacred ground you're talking about, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, right? It is sacrosanct. They don't realize the procedures that are being done out of chop, they don't realize what's going on. The fact is, we've got them on video now even admitting that if you're a child that's in the foster system or if you're emancipated and under 18, they'll go right ahead and start putting you into these gender transition procedures without even any kind of parental notification, consent whatsoever. They're just going to push for it. We'll tell you another thing. Senator Mastriano is the only politician in Pennsylvania that's put forward a bill to ban the practice outright for under 18. And that is why, number one, why you need, why the suburbs need to focus on, but number two, why the posse needs to look at this is, if you're looking at Pennsylvania, if you're looking at 2024, you have to understand Pennsylvania is the keystone. And I railed on this in 2020. The Secretary of State in Pennsylvania is an appointed cabinet position of the governor. It is not a separately elected uh, office. What does that mean? That means that the 2022 race for governor is the presidential race, because that determines who your Secretary of State is going to be in a state which gives you 20 electoral votes. Chess, not checkers, ladies and gentlemen. So number one, 
We are going to make sure that everyone in this state knows what Rachel Levine has been pushing through in the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. And number two, we're going to make sure everybody understands the stakes that are at play here, because this is the game for our republic. Jack, we've got the we've got your footage up. It kind of blows me away because they're all saying, "Hey, particularly around Philadelphia and in suburbs, that uh, Mastriano's toxic." The, these the the video we're seeing for our podcast and radio audience is pretty amazing. Me, these are big crowds early in the morning. That's twenty minutes outside of Philly. What what what's going on? This this puts a total lie to what they're talking about. Mastriano's potential strength. To eat into the Shapiro vote in the suburbs, sir. No, this is this is the real clear politics article that had it up. It was it was uh, said there's underreported data because of the way the stock market is, because of the way inflation is, because of the failures of Joe Biden, and everybody knows that Josh Shapiro. At the end of the day, all that guy wants to do is be president. He doesn't care about the people of Montgomery County where he was the commissioner. He doesn't care about the people of Pennsylvania when he was attorney general. He still is. Right, he doesn't care about that. He just wants to go on Jake Tapper and run for president. His little buddy, Jake Tapper, and that's all he wants to do. He wants to be, uh, you know, president. He's wanted to do this for years. But the problem is people are hurting out there. You can't fake this stuff. He'll go and he'll call names and he'll say this and he'll say that. But at the end of the day, he's got no solutions for the people of Pennsylvania. Steve, when I look at the media reporting on this race versus actually coming here and standing with my own two feet, by the way, I'm from 20 minutes from here. I've got family that lives around the corner, right? So this is, for me, this is practically home. I've been coming around here playing football, playing baseball, uh, playing paintball when I was younger for my whole life. And to see this groundswell in an area where we were told there's no Mastriano support whatsoever, that tells me the reporting and the yeah. polling on this race are completely off. Uh, Jack, how do people follow you? We need people to particularly follow you over the weekend because there's a lot going on. And everybody in the posse has got to understand you've got to be all over these because there's breaking news all the time in these campaigns. Well, of course, we're going to be on Twitter and Twitter at Jack Kosovic. We're going to be covering everything. I believe both of these events will be live streamed. Uh, Doug Mastriano on Facebook. So if you go watch the Facebook feed, we'll get it there. Post Millennial, I know we'll also be covering. Uh, we're going to be saying hi. And this, by the way, this event, you see everyone's just looking at This isn't even the rally, Steve. This is just a meet and greet. The rally is going to be in, in Bucks County, Warminster, later this afternoon. This is just like a, hey, we're in, we're in the area, let's stop by the fire hall and say hi kind of thing. So we've got hundreds of people wow. out for this. This isn't even the big event. That comes later. So make sure you go wow. there, check out the Jack Facebook, Pasol- go to DougForGov.com, follow everything he's doing. Let's get that up on the uh, on the screen and in the live chats. Uh, Jack, thank you very much for taking the time away. Big news out of Pennsylvania. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys. Okay, brother. Let me go. I, I want to get Joe Ken in here. We're going to go back to Burkwam. We got Navarro. We got Walsh. We're jammed up here on a Saturday morning, but that's good. It's all good, right? Um, Joe Kent. Hey, uh, Joe, here's a question I got for you. We asked you to stay through the break. How many combat tours did you have uh, in defense of your country, sir? We have 11 tours, Steve. Uh, when you went on those combat tours, you were there to defend everybody in the United States of America, correct? 100%, absolutely. Did you say when you went, you were just there to uh, to uh, to uh, defend uh, white people? Is that why you went over to, uh, overseas in these combat tours over in Iraq and Afghanistan? Is, is that what you did? 
Absolutely not, Steve. I had the honor of serving with people from, you know, every race, every background, every political party, you know, every sexual orientation, all that. Uh, when I was in the military, I worked for many of them and many of them worked for me. I put their, I put my lives in their hands. They put their lives in my hands. So it was a, really a brotherhood. So these, these attacks are pretty disgusting. Joe, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to come back. Joe Kent has been identified as CNN because he gave a walking interview interview with some guy. Joe Kent, once again, is a white nationalist. This is what CNN is trying to smear him. This is how desperate they are. And part of this is the very poor performance of their preferred candidate last week. Short commercial break. We're back with all of it next in the War Room. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. If we can get the MSNBC article, if we can put this article up. So MSNBC, in a a big piece last night, it's one of the top pieces of... articles on there they're absolutely freaking out and what are they freaking out they're freaking about participatory populism and inclusive nationalism they're absolutely totally in meltdown because of the precinct strategy and people uh, uh volunteering to be poll workers election judges uh you know um the canvas canvassing a- a- executives you know volunteers because as peter navarro said it's the canvas not the count now uh, we're going to go back to Burkwam in a moment in Michigan and talk to our precinct uh, people. We've also got an immigration story. Every story, every uh, state's a border state. Every town's a border town. We're going to get to that in a second. I want to finish with Joe Kent. Joe, so uh, the K-File, which is a guy that just deals with the, the lowest level smears, and they really don't have much impact. Uh, and I think this is directly related because CNN and the Democrats completely freaked out because they have a candidate. And let's just be blunt, Okay. She's not up to speed and doesn't understand the fundamental issues uh, of what's going on. Uh, and w- by the way, we would invite her to come on if she wants to come on and lay out her economic position. She's supposed to be a populist on the left. And, you know, we have a lot of time for populism on the left. We just want to hear what she has to say, because the other day with her note cards and kind of fumbling around, she didn't really put for- her best foot forward, let's say. So all of a sudden, after that happens, they got to drop uh, the white nationalist a label on Joe Kent. Joe, how outrageous is this attack on you? Someone had served your country for so many combat tours. And let's be honest, you're a gold, you're a gold star father, your, your husband, your, your wife gave her life, uh, in defense of her country in the Middle East. How outrageous do you find this attack from CNN? It's quite outrageous, you know, but it's just par for the course if you're a Republican conservative or if you just dissent from the, you know, really the, the current narrative that they, they want to push down people's throats. So this, this is just showing that they're very, very threatened by my message. My message is one of inclusive populism. When you cut through all of the noise of the mainstream media and you show the American people these systems of power that are being used against them to scam them, it is a very inclusive message. And we want to bring people of every background into our movement because our movement is just simply fighting for the sovereignty of the American citizen and the American people. And that is what they fear. That's why they're attacking me so uh, so heavily. And the funny thing is, these guys are supposed to be journalists. They're incredibly lazy. If they would just look at the primary race, I was attacked heavily by Nick Fuentes and Andrew Torba because of this message of inclusive populism. They came after me. They sent yeah. hecklers to my town halls. They spent money against me. So it's incredibly dishonest and just frankly lazy. 
No, it, it, obviously, as the other thing too is that one of the you know one of the underlying themes of the war room is we try to put out a lot of capital markets information, a lot of economics information to say, hey, in the populist movement and the nationalist movement, working class people, if you put this information out right about the Federal Reserve, about the economy, about how it all interrelates, you you'll get more sophisticated policy. Um, not just recommendations, but policies to go forward. What I was really disappointed because I was expecting, I read the New York Times piece, I was expecting a really, a, a big debate with you and your opponent on really policies from the populist left. And we didn't get it. Uh, why do you think that is? Why, and why do you, why does she continue to pivot to abortion or pivot to these cultural issues, which I understand those are important too, but she fails to engage you. On the and there's just these bromides. Remember, one of the things we keep saying here, the bromides, and that's one of the things that happened in London with the Tory party. They had these tax cuts that are unfunded. They went back to the old playbook that just doesn't exist anymore. It's, you know, certain countries when you've had too much spending, you can't finance the debt. Why does she just pivot to bromides? Why would she not engage you in a real policy debate over populism and economic nationalism, sir? Two things, Steve. Frankly, the candidate's just not ready. She's ran for two other lower offices before. She's failed. She was fired from her job, essentially planning farmers markets in one of our small towns here. Her husband has this auto body shop. It's in Portland. It's not even actually in the district. And so she's trying to do this whole smoke and mirrors to see some kind of a blue dog Democrat about populist. But she refuses to engage in any of the issues because she is really just going to go to Congress if she makes it, which I'll prevent her from doing so. But if she were to make it, she would just be another vote for Nancy Pelosi. So she can't go against the Democrat policies. And the Democrat policies are on full display. Inflation that's stealing a month of everyone's pay, out of control spending, energy policies, crime. I mean, she's endorsed by the same Democrats that are opening up our jails and letting child killers Rome free, the same Democrats that opened our border, and now fentanyl's absolutely eradicating our communities. So all she can do is these really shallow personal attacks. And the fact that she has to read them off of note cards during debates, that just shows how ready she is to, to go and perform. John Malone should understand that CNN has not been cleaned out yet, and he needs to clean it out, and he needs to start with the K-File guy. This is outrageous. They are they are political operatives. So all this happy talk about CNN is trying to change. Hey, fire Brian Stelter. Brian Stelter is a grundu. Nobody cares about Brian Stelter. You know, get, getting rid of the 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 guy that uh, masturbated on at a Zoom call, uh, their legal uh, guy, and brought back. That's irrelevant. They are nobodies, and nobody cared. Right now, CNN is a political operation backing left wing dagger. And Doctor John Malone better understand this: that he's got a long way to go. And this guy who runs it, it's just all happy talk. You got to be blowing these people out. You got to get rid of these people. They're political operatives. This this was a hit. This was a political hit on Joe Kent. It's not going to take. Joe Kent's going to win this one by five points. Write that down. Joe Kent, how do people get to your uh, site? How do they find out more about you? Uh, and how, if they're so inclined, support your campaign? You just volunteer or maybe hit you with a five dollar bill. Please go to JoeCantForCongress.com. Really need the Warren Posse's help with fundraising. There's already dark money, super PAC money is being spent against me by the Democrats. And between Rolling Stone, New York Times, and CNN, you can see the mainstream media is 100% with the Democrats. Not a big surprise. So JoeCantForCongress.com. I'm heading out the door of Pekowitz County for some canvasser training. Uh, later on in Vancouver, I'll be speaking at the Freedom to Work event uh, today. So JoeCantForCongress.com for the schedule and everything. Thank you very much, Joe Kent. Appreciate it. Let's go to Ben Burkwam. Taking Back Trump's America is the new book by Dr. Peter Navarro. Here's how we're going to take it back. Village by village and precinct by precinct. And the, and the left hates that. You know why? Because they have no energy and no volunteers. 
We have energy, volunteers, and focus. Ben Burkwam, let's go back to you in Michigan. Update us, sir. Yeah, Steve, as we've been standing here, we've gotten more and more precinct delegates showing up, a whole crowd of them here that are involved in this. And now, as, what I noticed all over the country, raise your hand if you're a precinct delegate. Let's see it over here. All right, there we go. Uh, what I've noticed is in a lot of places, it's the women that are leading the charge. It's kind of the same thing that you see in California. The Republican Party is pretty much dead, except for the Republican Women's Federated. And you mentioned Karen Sigmund. Uh, you've got some real fighters out there. So shout out to the ladies across America, but also the men here in M Michigan. Uh, the, the question I asked the ladies behind us that we had earlier, uh, Kim and Beth, was what what are you expecting in 2022 and this is what's really concerning to me has anything been done to fix the problems of 2020 no, not no. yet nope uh the the machines are still there people are dropping ballots by the dozens into drop boxes already for november 8th our absentee ballots were mailed this week so people are already starting to vote and, and this is the big concern uh, you've got Governor Whitmer. It's why it's so critical. We get Tudor Dixon. You had her on yesterday, and obviously she was a part of our network. Amazing lady. I, I started doing Trump rallies with Tudor Dixon. But until that changes, the really the, the, the major thing you guys are going to be doing is going out and observing, correct? Yes. And working the polls where I'm, I'm a, a poll worker. And making sure, trying to do your best to make sure that the fraud's not happening. But that that's a concern, Steve. Across America is not enough has been done to prevent what happened in 2020 from happening again. But we are seeing okay. a massive surge. This is, as you mentioned, uh, why, why the mainstream media is so afraid of what you're doing and what the movement's doing. But, ben, Ben, just hang, just hang there for a second and keep those so people there. We're going to come back to them because they're the salvation. They're the key that picks the lock to the salvation of America. Just hang on right there. Uh, we're going to go back to Michigan. I want to bring, we're going to mix this up a little bit. I'm going to bring in Peter Navarro now, Dr. Navarro. Dr. Navarro, when you say taking back Trump's America, the way we take it back is precinct by precinct, village by village. Is that correct, sir? Steve, the canon of Bannon that I talk about in taking back Trump's America is just that action, action, action. I know a lot of people in America right now are frustrated and angry with what's going on. They're worried about election integrity, and the, the tendency may be to sit home and do nothing and just cry in your beer. Not. What we do here on the War Room, Steve, is not only encourage people to act, but point them in ways to act. I mean, Joe Kent, that man is a friggin' warrior, literally. And that somebody would go after him and the left-wing press the way they're doing is crazy. So what you can do, War Room, is support Joe Kent. Tudor Dixon, I mean, she is just a, 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 in the, the target right now of these suppression polls, Steve, that are giving her no chance to win when, in fact, she's a great candidate. And Gretchen Whitmer, I mean, look, that, that whole, I remember, I still remember the FBI sting with Gretchen Whitmer designed to, to tear down President Trump in the weeks before the election. That, that kidnapping plot, Steve, that was just another FBI fraud that was designed to hurt Donald Trump, help Tudor Dixon. Taking back Trump's America, for that book right now, is also a mission for me, Steve. And as much as I want Trump back in the White House in 2024, I know that if we don't take back the House, he's not going to get there. If we don't take back the investigatory powers of Congress from Nancy Pelosi, who is using them unconstitutionally to try to drag Trump down, all hope is lost. So it's Bo Hines in North Carolina. 
Caroline Levitt in North uh, New Hampshire. We've got Zach Nunn out in Iowa 3, Joe Ken out in Washington. These are the people you feature every day on War Room, Steve. These are the people we have to help. Taking back Trump's America, uh, our country literally is at stake here, Steve, here, our economy and our security. Yeah. We're going to get it here. i got Dave Walsh and Navarro going to do some economic stuff. But I want to tell here's why they're so freaking out. The one of the uh, thesis of this show is called human agency and human your own human agency. Remember, they want the system set up to disempower you and not just that to just continue to have you as a cog in the wheel, just just a hamster. Right. You don't have to be that. In fact, our founders set up something that was the exact opposite. This is what the Freedom Alliance is about. This is why people talk about liberty and talk about freedom. Well, this is the application of it in the real world. What they hate, what the, what the mainstream media hates and the people that really run the country from the global, from the corporations to the financiers on Wall Street to the Uniparty, what they hate is what Ben Burkham sitting right there in Michigan, a bunch of uh, middle class and working class Americans. They're fed up with it. And they're getting engaged and they're going to make sure the elections are fair. They're going to make sure everybody gets out the vote. So we got the 10 and 10 plan. You list 10 people, you know, you own your vote, you help them own their vote and they do another 10. And what we're going to do is have a massive sweeping hammer like victory on November 8th. And there's nothing they can do about it. The power of Navarra's book, it gives you some of the intellectual background of what the movement's about. It gives you some uh, some meat on the bone of what these ideas are, of what MAGA is, of what the economics of MAGA is, of what the how that translates to the po- uh, politics. I want everybody, if you get a chance to go to Amazon, this book was a blowout bestseller. You wouldn't know that from the New York Times, <laughs> Peter Navarro, Alex Jones, anybody, yeah, anybody against the narrative. You know it from Publishers Weekly. You know it from the Wall Street Journal. You'll know it from USA Today, all the other lists. Peter, just hang on. We're going to come back. We got Burkwam in Michigan with the posse, with the big Trump rally today. Tudor Dixon, of course, Christine Caramo, uh, Matt DePerno, that entire, and John Gibbs, his entire great crowd out in Michigan, all MAGA all the time. Uh, we've got Dave Walsh and an update on Florida. They're coming after Governor DeSantis big. We've got Peter Navarro, some economics. We're going to get into the next hour, all kind of geopolitics and economics. You just hang there. Today, it is the first day of the historic fourth quarter in the historic year of 2022, and you are an active participant in it. You're not some, just some passive person sitting there watching TV, listening to the radio, listening to the podcast. This is all about you because upon your shoulders, this republic rests. Next in the world. Arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Oh, I, I think the the Rev, I, he's got me smiling here because he's he's so spot on. Uh, that self interest thing is a bi, you know what, right? It's it's amazing. 
it's amazing how the worm just turns all up in it. And and that's where DeSantis finds himself. It's a far cry from nine years ago uh, as a congressman talking about the good people uh, in the Northeast, particularly in the New York region, who were devastated by Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, we okay. don't. they don't have a lot of hurricanes it's like Florida It's only does. so much, it's only so much do- Michael Steele I can take. But let's, let's, uh, let's just say he was dumping on uh, Governor DeSantis. Let's bring in... Uh, Dave Walsh, there's so many lines and misrepresentations about what's going on on restoring a power. You know, Kamala Harris said there's going to be, this is going to be done by equity. Um, there's causing kind of panic down in Florida. Give us a assess where do we actually stand with the power grid with restoring power and, and what is actually happening? All these stories coming out about this badness of the recovery. Well, in, in, in the less affected areas such as Orlando, Daytona, St. Augustine, things are coming back into service over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, moving fine in the southwest where the damage has been very extensive very severe and by the way on, on that we're hearing since now 100 billion total damage 63 billion insurable recoveries um and by the way florida floridians hardened to hear that in the meantime we're just now sending 13 billion more to the ukraine that's another topic of lack of prioritization by the government but uh, the fact of the matter is the governor's been way on top of this uh the utilities are way on top of it over 30,000 men and trucks mobilized working day and night. There are going to be issues with supply chain shortages. Distribution transformers have been in short supply for the last year, two to three year lead times. However, with the help of Entergy, Duke in the Carolinas, uh, Southern Company, uh, PSE&G, Dominion Energy, that have a consortium to support storm damage collectively, that they will be working night and day to seek replacement units, capacitors, relays, transformers as fast as possible that can be counted on. So, you know, we could be looking in some parts of South Florida two two weeks plus recovery on electricity owing to short supply, but the extensive amount of damage. Again, $100 billion is the present estimate and still some areas unaccessible for damage assessment. Parts of I-75 still shut down, so the damage assessment is just now beginning. Real quickly, because I didn't... Uh, people, I think people are saying if you had more solar, we wouldn't have had this problem... Uh, let's, we'll leave the climate change debate until next week. But the, if you had more solar, this is a problem with the grid. This is a problem with the way power is generated. This is the problem with Dave Walsh and all these carbon guys. Uh, w- w- is it, What's the truth of that? It, it's the polar opposite of that. The Rocky Mountain Institute had proclaimed today if uh, there were more solar and batteries in the system, th- these issues would be less severe. Completely the opposite. Large central station power plants incur virtually no damage ever from hurricanes and storms. Solar, because it's distributed energy in in the field and exposed outdoor, it's all outdoor, large flat surfaces exposed immediately to wind damage, hundreds of inverters supporting them, hundreds of smaller, smaller substations full of this same equipment, capacitors, relays, and distribution transformers to support each one of these solar farms that are, you know, there are literally hundreds of them, are way, way more exposed to storm damage and actually cause much more intermittency on the system. Not to mention, I mean, their energy realization is between nine and four. It, it doesn't, doesn't support anything at night to begin with. But the exposure to damage in solar farms way exceeds basic conventional power. It's, it's a complete set of misinformation being promoted by this guy at the Rocky Mountain Institute and others claiming this. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into the, by the way, the delta between the 100 billion and the 66 billion we'll also get into in the priorities of the government. Uh, Dave, how do people follow you over the weekend before you get you back on Monday? 
uh, with all the breaking news about the Florida recovery. Thanks, Dave. I'm uh, on Getter at, at Dave Walsh Energy. Thank you. Dave, thank you very much. Let's go to Peter Navarro. Dr. Navarro, before I get you on the topic we wanted you to talk about, I want to talk about the politicization already of the recovery, the cause of this, you know, climate change. Yeah. You got guys yeah. now saying yeah. you had yeah. solar yeah. and not. So you, you've been there before in the White House <laughs> yeah. and all this. Tell us what's happening. Yeah, I've been in Florida during hurricanes, and, and they're nothing to politicize. Uh, this is um, this is nothing less than, than disgusting, Steve. Um, you know, the economics, interesting to hear, Dave, the economics of this hurricane, yeah, there, there'll be massive aid coming in from Washington, and that is totally appropriate. Um, storms don't create economic prosperity, however, so this will be contributing to the stagflation that we have. It's part and parcel um, of the crisis we're facing here, Steve. And the, the, the thing that you and I caught our eye today, because we're globalists only in the sense that we connect dots globally, um, what I'm seeing now is a fight uh, within governments around the world uh, between expansionary and contractionary Keynesian policies because they don't understand stagflation. You know, we had we have here the Federal Reserve raising interest rates uh, to, uh, to fight inflation and the Congress and president spending money to fight recession. Yet in- War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer. Every year, year in and year out, heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.